you say you, you work 16 hours um, yeah. a, a week a year as, as a cleaner. Um, but didn't you also tell us that that actually helps avoid the 26k benefits cap? Yeah, it does. If so you... is that why you work? Yeah, basically, I've got no choice. I have to work those 16 hours. And to be honest, I haven't got the time to work those 16 hours with 12 children, but I have to do that to avoid the benefit cap. Do you think it's fair that you're in this situation now, considering a 13th child? I don't make up the rules at the end of the day, and I've, I'm not the government, so I've not said, oh, you could have so much in benefits. And obviously, if that's what they're giving me, I'm going to take it. So if I, am, I can have another child and the government's allowing me to do that, I'm going to do that. It, it's, I think the thing that also um, seems to get under a lot of people's skin is the, the fact that you are um, unapologetic. Uh, yeah. You, uh, you well, don't... I've got nothing to be sorry for. What about, what about the fact that you quite freely say, you know, the money doesn't all go to the children, the £40,000 in benefit that you get a year, that you you actually were quite happy to buy yourself a Mulberry handbag, treats for yourself, thinking well, about cosmetic surgery. So why keep having so many children? I, I, I love babies, <laughs> I love children. It's the most wonderful thing in the world to be able to do. But to go for your 13th, say, you, you've said to us that you're, you're addicted to having babies. Yeah, I'm literally addicted to having babies. Actually. Can you not put that energy into looking after the ones that you've got? And... That energy does go into, yeah. into that, but I, I can't help feeling broody, I can't help the way I feel, I can't help wanting another. That's yeah. just Is me. there a limit to that number? No. So you say that you um, will have, would like to have cosmetic surgery. You told us that yeah. you've got the money to have cosmetic surgery. Yeah, it, I could save up for cosmetic surgery. Which obviously the, that would come obviously, up for benefits yeah. and, 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 and the people who are contributing to mm -hmm. the sort of welfare state would be paying for your cosmetic surgery. Why, why, do, why do you want to have a boob job? Because I just like a ridiculous size. <laughs> so obviously I'd like to have that and make myself feel a lot better. Lots of women out there have boob jobs, there's nothing wrong it's in not that. It's not to make you, not, not to help you with the, the, the guys. No, no, I don't care what men think. I, I absolutely, I, I just don't care. I, I'm not interested in men at all. Because you said that, which is why you are uh, looking for a sperm donor. Yeah, I would like a sperm donor. So no, you don't want a man in your life, you don't no. want anything from anybody, you no. just want a jar? Literally a jar. I might as well have had a jar for all 12, to be honest, because none of, the, none of them pay for the, for the kids anyway, so that might as well have been the case. Well, they may be in a roundabout way if they're paying tax. <clears throat> We're all paying. In, in a way. No, I'm talking about the fathers. I might as well have got that all in a jar to begin with because they don't pay for their children anyway. Yeah. There's an there's <clears throat> accusation been laid at you that this whole sperm donor thing is just a press stunt. No. I, I want another baby, but I really don't want another man in my life. So I've, I've joined this group and I have been speaking to people and I've had offers as well. And there's no money being exchanged no. here, is there? I mean, you, this is somebody would be giving you their sperm for, for free for you yeah. to do this and then they would have no commitment to that child no, in the future. No, I wouldn't want them to as well. Like, that would be my baby. And How do you see that baby? Is that, that baby another, another child or another income source? That would be my baby. But you wouldn't, as you wouldn't say no to the extra benefits that come with that Obviously child. not. If, if the government's going to give me those extra benefits, then I'm going to take them. So do, you, do you, you agree, though, you must agree that there is a problem with the way that it works? I, I can see why people get annoyed. I can see why people that go, go work 40, 50 hours a week do get annoyed. But I don't make the rules up, so...
But I mean, there are lots of things that we could do. There are lots of things that we could take advantage of, but, but it doesn't necessarily say that you have to. Mm. Well, I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be sorry about that. does it make you feel guilty? Because, I, I mean, I, I would really struggle to sleep at night if I thought I was taking all this money and then somebody at the end of the road who had disability allowance that was being cut and therefore, you know, or they might have a young carer that looks after them, who's a child, who's 14, that hasn't got the, hasn't got the money in the family, that then can't go on and do education, is missing out on their life. I know, I'm, I, I know, you're not silly. You know that's the reality. So how can you sleep at night? No, you know how important your kids are to you. That person with a young carer, that, their child is equally as important to them, but they haven't got that money. Because where's it going? into your pocket. It's not just all going into my pocket, but it though, doesn't let's help, be but honest. it all adds up. It all adds up. You put all those people together. Do you think about that a little bit? Not really, no. I think about my if you kids think about and my it now, family and that's think... it. Not really, because I'm not the one that makes up the rules. And I see it as there's 12 future taxpayers and my kids will do well. well you they? say that you're hounded by, by the press. Yeah. In what way? Um, we went on holiday to Menorca a few years ago and the press turned up and was taking pictures of me and my children without permission. Yeah, really, because it was a family holiday. Like, why shouldn't I take my kids on holiday? But aren't you playing the press? You can't, you can't have one thing. You can't, you can't sit here and yeah. discuss it. Um, I don't know whether we're paying you today, um, but, um, but you can't sit here. Are we paying her today? So we'll find... Yes, we are. So we're paying you for this. And, uh, and then you grumble about the press on the other hand. It because doesn't really work like that. Yeah, because that's, that's my children's holiday. That was the first time they've been on holiday, so to us. And to them, it's not their fault at the end of the day. And that was special to them. And to be followed like that and have their picture taken, I just think that was out of order. At the end of the day, like you, you can all slate me, but it's not my children's fault. And they deserve that holiday. Why shouldn't they? Because there's loads of them. If I had one or two and I took them to Menorca, that would have been OK. But if you had one but, or two, then you would unlikely have had the press on your tail. But let's be honest, like everybody that's slating me, most working families are getting child tax credits and working tax credits and that is all I'm getting and child benefit. I'm not claiming income support, I'm going to work and I'm doing these 16 hours a week and I'm doing my best. But you have admitted that you're doing the 16 hours a week so that you avoid the cap. Yeah. For more of the same, just click here and... I was in a long-term relationship for four years and my ex-partner didn't want to have the baby so we split and he has nothing to do with her. So I find myself on my own um, affected by benefit cap because I already have two children. Because the baby was born after April 2017, I don't actually receive any money for her, which means childcare really is unaffordable for me. So unfortunately, um, it doesn't look like I'll be returning to work, which I really would like to, because I actually really like my job. Okay, right, what can I get you? On maternity pay, my wages have already gone down. It's a bit of a poverty trap because there's nothing I can do about it. 
you know, if I can't afford to return to work, I can't avoid being on universal credit and struggling with less money. So it's a bit of a lose-lose situation. People want to work. I want to work. I want to show my children that you work in life to get the things that you want. I don't want to sit at home just receiving money for children. What I would like is the help and the support to be able to provide for them myself. So really, it comes down to childcare. I mean, I, I will be able to return to work, but I have to wait for my baby to go to a nursery or playgroup, which is going to be at least two years. So it's two years when I could be working that me and my children will be living a very difficult life. You know, you get up in the morning, you go out, because you can't stay in, because you can't have the heating on. You can't watch telly all day, because that's going to use electricity. You can't do any of those things. You can't go to a play centre, because that's going to cost you three quid to get in. I struggle to imagine why anyone would choose that. People have said to me, but it was your choice. You know, your life is harder now, it was your choice. You know, you could have just got, got, rid, of, got rid of the baby. And I could have done. But I've never doubted <laughs> that I made the right decision. Once I was pregnant, she was there, that's it. You know, it wasn't a case of deciding what I wanted to do. It was never a choice I could make. I just couldn't do it. is our problem with single mothers. I used to be married and when I was married I was a mother and that was that. When my marriage ended suddenly I was labelled as a single mother and how I was viewed completely changed. In the UK one in four families are headed by a single parent and 90% of those single parents are women. But in our society the phrase single mother seems to be synonymous with bad mother. In the aftermath of the riots of 2011, David Cameron said, I don't doubt that many of the rioters out last week had no dad at home. This lazy and insulting explanation does nothing to try and understand the complex reasons behind the unrest. And this year, Owen Lovell, town mayor of Lyme Regis, stated that morally behaved people should be placed ahead of single mothers on housing lists insinuating that being a single mother and a good person are mutually exclusive. Even back in 1998, Margaret Thatcher said that the children of lone mothers were better off in the care of a very good religious organisation so that they could grow up with family values. So whether in the media or from the government, the message is the same. A good family is a couple parent family. A family headed by a single mother is simply a broken home. But these messages ignore the facts and these facts don't fit the stereotype we've built. Did you know that the average age of a single mother is 38? Or that only 2% of all single parents are teenagers? Also, half of single parents had their children within marriage and far from being scroungers, the majority of them are actually in work. New research shows that the children of single mothers are just as likely to be happy and perform as well as their peers. It is in fact poverty that has a detrimental effect on children. But why look to government policy to cure society's ills when we can blame it all on broken homes? We must stop demonising the single mother. 
We all benefit when children are raised in happy environments where families of all kinds are supported and celebrated rather than vilified and stigmatised. For the 2.8 million children being raised by single mothers in the UK today, it's time we recognise that. It was 1 a.m. in the morning, and I had been sitting perched at my desk for the previous 12 hours when I heard the familiar chime of an incoming email message on the computer. So I took off my glasses, rubbed my eyes, and stared in disbelief as I viewed an email message from my eight-year-old daughter. Now, it was 1 a.m. in the morning, and this is what my eight-year-old daughter said to me in the message. Mommy, when are you coming home? You work too much. Now, this message left me full of angst and with a few questions. It was 1 a.m. in the morning. What was my daughter doing up at this ungodly hour? How did she know how to send me an email message? And what does she mean I work too much? Well, unbeknownst to me, earlier that night, my daughter had been awakened by a bad dream. And so she had scurried into my bedroom to try and get some comfort. But once again, I was not there because I had the audacity to pursue my American dream of being an entrepreneur and worked late nights, night after night. I had already felt guilty about the amount of time I was spending away from home, but that email message put the nail in the coffin. So today I'd like to talk to you about changing your mindset and unleashing the mom guilt. Now, I had my first child as a 20-year-old college sophomore. And I remember always feeling guilty because I was unable to raise him the same way that I was raised. When I had him, I walked out of the hospital with a baby in one hand and less than a dollar in the other. I remember feeling guilty because there were many mornings that I had to wake up a sleeping infant so that I could get to school and work on time. And I would cry myself to sleep because I would only see him for a few moments at night before it was time to go back to bed. I felt guilty, guilty, guilty. But if you... You fast forward a few years, I got the husband, the house, and two more children, but I still never really felt at ease. I felt guilty because I didn't breastfeed long enough. 
I felt guilty because on the weekends, I simply wanted to rest instead of shuttling my children to yet another play date. I felt guilty because I couldn't afford to stay at home with them and I had to put them in daycare. Well, eventually the marriage failed. The business that I had spent 10 years building and had sacrificed all of that time away from my children, it folded. There were times that I, a college-educated woman with two degrees, could not afford to feed my own children. I became clinically depressed. I was so downtrodden that one day, I decided that the only solution was death. But after much introspect and prayer, it finally dawned on me that I was never going to be this perfect mom. And I finally changed my mindset and unleashed the mom guilt by accepting three truths. The first, there is no perfect mom. There is no one way, no one perfect way to parent. However, there are a million ways to be a good mom. The little things. When your children want your attention, give it to them. Put your phone down. The second truth that I discovered was that comparison is a thief of joy. Now, the advent of social media has allowed us into the lives of our friends and family members and college roommates and that boy we said hi to twice in 1999. But social media also makes us feel inadequate because we sit and we compare our lives to the ones we see online. We sit and we scroll on Facebook and we sit and we compare ourselves to that seemingly perfect mom that can train for full marathons while simultaneously breastfeeding <laughs> while still able to run a multi-million dollar corporation while us mere mortals we barely have time to finish a cup of coffee in the morning and we're digging goldfish out of our hair so stop comparing yourself take that time to take all of that wisdom that you have gained and share it with a new mom. Tell her all of the lessons that you have learned. There is no need to compare. And lastly, our children, they treasure special moments, not things. Our children are not going to rem remember something we bought them, but they are going to remember special times. 
as busy, working moms. We get so caught up in our schedules and our chia green smoothies and our upcoming conference calls, but we need to take the time to just be. In the car on the way to work, sing songs. At night when you're cooking dinner, ask your children about their day. Now, I still work very long days, but I compensate by FaceTiming, calling, and just making sure my children know that I'm there. Now, once I accepted these three truths that helped me to unleash the mom guilt, I felt this overwhelming urge to share this profound information to mothers everywhere. So I decided to write a couple of books. One children's book and one motivational book for women. Now, I did not have high hopes for these books. I was self-published. I thought that I would sell two. The one that I purchased and the one my mama bought. <laughs> but my children's book, it resonated with mothers everywhere. It became an Amazon bestseller and it was the number one new release within hours of its debut. <laughs> and it was, it was one of the most proudest moments of my life. So I say, join me in unleashing the mom guilt. To the mother that's working the swing shift and she hasn't seen her children in a few hours, unleash the mom guilt. To the mother that's working in the corporate office, who's trying to prove her worth, by working 50, 60, 70 hours per week, unleash the mom guilt. To the single mom that has to work two jobs to make ends meet. To the stay-at-home mom that dared to take five minutes to catch her breath. To the mom that decided to bottle feed instead of breastfeed. Unleash the mom guilt. Take that same energy and use it to inspire, to empower, and motivate your children. For they love you just the way you are. Thank you. <laughs>